What happens when you ask God to show up and he shows up, but you don't recognize it? He, he doesn't show up the way that you want him to, but he showed up. What happens when you ask God? Yeah, write this down. What happens when you ask God to show up in your situation and he's already there? Hey, welcome to the Night Church Podcast, where we meet every Friday evening for worship at the Loma Linda University Church for young adults by young adults. We hope this encourages you and someone else you know. Enjoy. evening. Y'all all right? Y'all ain't tired of me yet? Um, yeah, you know, someone was commenting on, on my, my clothing, how I, how I, I dress, and you know, it's crazy. Um, I don't know if I own any more suits. Um, so it's always, whenever like I go somewhere and I find out I have to wear a suit, I have to like buy new clothing. Like H&M is like my best friend. Like Friday night, I'm just like trying to, but I feel like I've been blessed. Uh, in order, like, I've been blessed in the way that I feel like you're always sort of your best when you show up most authentically. And so I try to always sort of show up in spaces and places like how I would every day, you know? And um, I feel like, I feel like God appreciates that, you know? And no diss to you guys who likes your suits and ties. God bless you. Um, you're probably gonna get in heaven before me, but that's fine. Like, that's cool. That's cool. You know, that's fine. Tell Jesus I said what up. Uh, listen, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, um, I love the Word of God. There's so many. There's so much in the Bible that's so practical and relevant, even in 2023. Um, and I just want to share very quickly with you um, just a, a, another word. If you have your Bibles with you. We're parked in the area of Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32, and uh, we're, we're hanging out at uh, verse 22. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. Uh, it's a familiar story, perhaps, to some of you. Um, and in Lyle-esque form, I'm going to come down again. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. Verse 22. I just want to read a couple verses, and then I'm going to share a couple points, and then I'll be out of your way. Watch this. Genesis chapter 32. When you have it, say amen. 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 All right. Everyone got it? Genesis chapter 32. It's in the Old Testament. It's uh, the first book of the Bible. <laughs> uh, here, here we are. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. I'm reading a couple verses. That night when Jacob got up and took his two wives... Lord have mercy. <laughs> I just caught that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got one, and that's, and she's a trip. Like, that. <laughs> two, men, too? Like, times two? Lord have mercy. I don't know how this brother did it, but um, he did it. Uh, his two maidservants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, 
he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. The man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob answered, Jacob. The man said, your name is no longer Jacob. It shall be Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that place Penuel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet he spared his life. The sun rose above him as he passed Penuel, and he was limping because of his hip. I'd like to stop there. I'd like to speak to you just very briefly on the subject, cracked. 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 Let's pray. Father, the, there's many of us in here who, truth be told, are cracked, are broken. We came here broken. <laughs> but I'm grateful once again that you specialize in broken things. You're, you're a God who knows how to reuse, recycle, remake, repurpose, and you're not afraid of our cracks. And the reality is we don't need to be ashamed of them either. Help us to let go of shame today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, um, <laughs> You, you, our church, I don't know what it is about, and I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks at us, but I don't know what it is, but we, we sort of exist and survive in a shame-based ecosystem. Do you know that? I don't know what it is. In, in, we're, we're almost made to feel shameful about certain things, our sins. You ever have something in your life where you are so ashamed, so ashamed, yeah? You're so ashamed and only you know what that thing is because you, you hide it, right? You disguise it with a smile and you know, you, know, you know that thing, whatever that thing is, think about it right now, that thing that causes you so much shame, you're so ashamed of that thing, but you sort of mask it with a smile, and it's a fake smile. You know one of those fake smiles? Like, <laughs> it's not even a real smile. Anyone dealing with shame? You came here ashamed of something, whatever that thing is. You know, for me, uh, one of the things that I, I struggled with, uh, probably will never guess it, but um, I was actually severely ashamed of my teeth. And I know you can't see it, but if you were all up in my Kool-Aid, that means like all up in my grill, you would, you would notice that my two front teeth are cracked. 
And I remember I, I, I dealt with this. I dealt with this for, for so many years. I was ashamed. And, and I remember the story. Um, I was in probably like grade school and, and I had this adversary. You know, like he was like a frenemy. You get any guys know frenemies? They're like your friend, but really they're like your enemy at the same time. And some days you're good, sometimes you're like this guy, his name was Desmond. I don't know what it was about Desmond. Anyone have a Desmond in there? No diss to Desmond, by the way. Any Desmonds here, by the way? They're about to take me out back and like, listen, Desmond, I don't know what it was, man. Desmond was my adversary. He, he just hated me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was my drip. Because in like, because like in elementary, like I'm not even like toot my own horn. Like I had drip, you know what I'm saying? I had like, I had, I had the clothes. I, I was dope. And, and he hated me. I don't know what it was. He was all playing pranks on me. As a matter of fact, I look back and I was like, man, I was bullied. Could you imagine Lyle Notice being bullied? That's crazy. But Desmond, I remember, uh, I remember it was recess and the bell rang, boom, it's time to go back to, to class. And I just remember it this way. I was walking down and all of a sudden out of nowhere pops up Desmond. Man, I still get heated, I get cheese, I get salty when I think of Desmond. But Desmond out of nowhere, Literally goes, whoof. So watch this, legit. I'm there with my boy. I remember, and like, you know, you gotta be cool back then, because I had a drip. So I was like walking my friends, yo, what's up? I was talking to girls. <laughs> All of a sudden, Desmond, whoo, trips me. And I literally slide. My two front teeth on the ground. And, and it was the most heart-wrenching thing in the world because my teeth cracked. Two of them. And I, I remember it. I remember being on the floor and everyone's around. There's this big circle around me. And I'm trying to literally pick up the pieces of my cracked teeth. I don't know what I was going to do with it. Like, <laughs> but I just knew that like, I wanted my teeth back. I was so ashamed, I was embarrassed, and you know, there's nerve endings, and so I'm like. <laughs> I go to my homies, I'm like, how do I look? <laughs> it was like debilitating. I look like Dracula. I'll never forget, I rushed to the office, and the principal's like, listen, lad, we gotta call your mom. And you know when your mom has to come from work? And my mom's a black mom. A Jamaican mom. Like, I shouldn't be calling her for anything. Not even my missed lunch. Like, don't call my mom when she's at work. She comes and praise God, you know, um, she's like, wow, don't worry about it, you know. And the, and the principal, he had enough sense. He's like, ma'am, Mrs. Notice, you need to get to the dentist right away. The problem is I live in Toronto. Anyone from Toronto here? No? Jeez, okay. <laughs> um, I lived in Scarborough, Scarberia. And my dentist was downtown, like Regent Park area. That's like an hour and a half, who knows, that's maybe like an hour and a half with buses and trains. And, and here I am, I have to travel from the east end downtown Toronto with my, it was the worst feeling ever. But it's cool, I got to the dentist and essentially what happened was the, uh, the dentist performed uh, what was called bonding, where he took my old tooth, that's there, my old teeth, and he somehow, new teeth 
in and bonded them. And you, he did such a good job, you can't really tell. I mean, unless you're my wife or something like that, but you can't really tell, but he put it back together. But after that, I had to deal with the residual sort of uh, side of shame because I never liked to open my mouth. And so I walked around literally, hey, love. <laughs> like my pictures were the worst, like smile. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times could you do? Because <laughs> I didn't want to expose my cracks. And I think about it like so many of us in here are dealing with shame in different ways. Cracks, brokenness. And what do you do when you're so ashamed, but you just continue to cover it up? And I think of Jacob. Jacob's like the perfect story. And I'm almost out of your way. Jacob, Jacob in the Bible, he had some cracks. Yeah. Jacob, actually his name means deceiver. deceiver. Yeah, trickster. In modern day terms, he was a finesser. He was a scammer. Yeah. What happens when his name literally meant scammer? What happens when you literally become your name? Your destiny reflects the very name that you're given. And back then, your name literally was your destiny. He was a trickster. And it was ingrained in him. It was in his DNA. So much to the fact that when he came out of his mother's womb, the Bible says that he was grabbing for his brother's heel, almost to want to finesse him and get out first. He lived a finesser life. He was so good at finessing that he, like, finessed the finessers. Like, how, how good do you have to be to, like, finesse finessers? It's crazy because one day he steals his brother's birthright, Right? You know the story. He steals his brother's birthright, pretends to be his brother, gets it from his father. But the problem is now his brother's upset. His brother's hot. And in the Bible right now, as, as we're, I'm telling the story, essentially what's happening is his brother is so mad at him, he wants all the smoke. He wants all the free smoke, quoting Drake. Uh, please forgive me. But he, he wants his brother dead now. Literally, and the Bible says that he's at a crossroads. The Bible says that he's at the ford of Jabbok. And where we are in this biblical story, if I could paint the picture, he's literally at a ford. There's water, there's a bridge, like he's literally trying to get across. And watch this, the Bible says that he sends his whole entourage, his whole gang, whole team, maids, wives. I'm sure he was glad to send his wives ahead. <laughs> but he sends the whole team. He sends the whole team, right? Because he knows that he has to face his brother. And I love this because God has him exactly where he wants him, at the ford of Jabbok. Now, if you go back to the original language, Jabbok actually means cutting. And so from a biblical perspective, spiritually, God knew that he had to cut some things out of Jacob's life. Maybe some of you are at that same intersection, that same crossroads. You're at the Fort of Jabbok right now in your life. And God is saying, I need to do some spiritual surgical incisions in your life. Because some stuff that is in you cannot come with you where I'm trying to take you. Amen. 
he's at the ford and he's wrestling with my brothers on my tail the ops are behind me i'm trying to go ahead i don't know where i'm headed to and i love this because sometimes when you get yourself in sticky situations you know when you get yourself in a sticky situation and the only thing you can do is pray you never prayed all week <laughs> all last year never prayed but the moment you get in some hot water, thus saith the Lord. You start using all these flowery words. <laughs> Everything you learn comes back to mind. Yeah, he was at that situation. And I love this part. I want to share these couple points with you. What happens when you ask God to show up and he shows up, but you don't recognize it? He doesn't show up the way that you want him to, but he showed up. What happens when you ask God? Yeah, write this down. What happens when you ask God to show up in your situation and he's already there? You just don't recognize him. You expect maybe the lights and the smoke and the clouds, but he already showed up in a different way. And I praise God that God does not wait for us to invite himself in our lives. Because had he waited, he'd be waiting some long time. But God has the foresight and knowledge to know that you need help even before you need it. I'm so glad that you've been listening to the first part of the sermon. This sort of production does require some financial cost. If you'd like to reach more young adults with this across the world, would you consider giving at praxisministry.org? You can select the Praxis Young Adult Envelope. Enjoy the rest of the sermon. God's already up, showed up in the situation. I love this part, watch this. What happens when you ask God to fight your enemy? but the enemy he's fighting is you. Let me say it for them over here, okay. What happens when you're like, God, take care of my enemy? You start to pray the precatory Psalms where you, you ask God to take care of your enemy, but the enemy that God is fighting is you. It ain't your boss, it ain't, it ain't someone else, it's you. Sometimes God has to fight you. You're the problem. <laughs> Now, it's not everyone else. And watch this. I, I love this part. What happens when you're broken, but God is the one who broke you? What happens when you are broken, but God was the one who initiated the breaking? You know how hard that is? When God breaks you, you know, um, I, uh, I, had a, I had a cousin who literally, she had broken her leg. And I, I never forget this day. She says, wow, I have to go in for an operation. I said, you got to go in. Said, okay, I get it. And then she told me that she said, wow, they have to break my leg. I was like, hold on a second. Isn't it already broken? <laughs> like, how much more broken do you need to, like, what? It didn't make no sense, but she's like, she said, the way how it's set right now, I will, I, I will not be able to walk as well. And so she said, the doctor said, in order to reset it, I need to break it. 
And watch this. Uh, for some of you, and, and this might be a painful year, but stick with me. Uh, God is trying to literally remake you because you've been out of pocket too long. <laughs> and so, so in order to reset you, he's got to break you. And sometimes in order to make you, God's got to break you. Watch this. I realized something in the text. God will never break your heart. We serve a good father, a good, good father. You know people die from broken hearts? That's real. God will never break your heart. But watch this. He might break your hip, though. Y'all don't like this message. That's okay. Watch this. Watch this. It's in the text. And I thought about this. I'm going to explain it very quickly. Watch this. I thought about it. God, you're dealing with Jacob. Why did you break the man's hip? God, you could have just broken his finger, right? Broken finger, you keep it moving, right? <laughs> he could have broken his, you know, his elbow, his arm, his toe. Why did God break Jacob's hip? Watch this. Remember, Jacob's a finesser. He's used to getting out of tough situations. Jacob, left up to him, would have finessed himself out of God. So what does God do? God breaks his hip. Your hip's connected to your femur, the longest bone in your body. Watch this. Because he wanted to immobilize him. And I'm telling some of you right now, God has got you right where he wants you. And it might involve some breaking and some pain and, and some spiritual surgery, but he's got you. The Bible says this, and I'm almost out of your way, the Bible says this. All of a sudden, as Jacob is minding his own business, he's involved in a wrestling match. Could you imagine you just mind your own business and all of a sudden you're in a headlock? <laughs> like what? And I don't know, he was like, maybe it was my ops, maybe it was my brother, I don't know, maybe he sent some goons, gang after me, I don't know, but I'm in a headlock. He's got me in a full Nelson. He's wrestling at night, and he doesn't know who it is, but as biblical, the readers now, we know that it's actually God. We know it's God. Watch this. He's wrestling fighting, tired for hours, trying to live. Anyone in the fight of their life right now? And you're just saying, God, I just, I just want to live. Let me live. Anyone saying that right now? They're fighting. But this is the kicker. Watch this. The dude who he's fighting, he doesn't know it's God. I love this story. He doesn't know it's God. The guy who he's fighting, can't see him, doesn't know who it is. Could be Jacob, could be Esau, could be someone. He doesn't know who it is. Watch this. The dude says, let me go before daybreak. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a fight and someone says, hey, bro, listen, man, um, can you just take a couple more shots? Because I got to go in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Did like... Are you understanding what's happening in the scripture? You ever been in a fight with somebody, literally, and they're like, listen, I got two, T minus two seconds, and then I got laundry to do, okay? So get your hits in. <laughs> Who 
does that? Pastor Philip, who does that in a fight? Puts a time frame on it. I've got 30 seconds. Watch this. You can see him blow your mind. Watch this. Remember, he doesn't know who he's fighting. But we know as readers that it's God. Do you know why the gentleman was so concerned about time and leaving before daybreak? Watch this. Watch. Remember, he's fighting God. Sin cannot exist in the presence of God. Okay, you're getting it now. Watch this. Do you remember Moses had to be hid behind a rock? so that God would pass over him, so that he wouldn't die. What I'm saying is, even though Jacob deserved to die, God still had grace on him. He's fighting at night so he can't see his face. So he's saying, listen, you better hurry up, because if you see my face, you will die. That speaks to the grace and mercy. Right now, some of y'all probably deserve what's coming to you, but God's grace is saying, listen, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to be your protection. I'm going to be your guidance. You don't deserve to live right now, Jacob. I'm going to hide my face from you. Let me go before daybreak. Because the moment the sun comes up, you might not be amongst the land of living. That's the God we serve. Amen, Father. He's got so much grace. Amen, Father. Even when you don't deserve it. Let me go. He's fighting. He asked Jacob to let him go, but I love Jacob. Jacob says, listen, listen, you already busted up my, my hip. I ain't letting you go until you bless me. We're going to be here all night. <laughs> You need to bless me, God. Bless me. Some of you, some of you in this situation right now, you're saying, God, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to bless me. I came all this way, spent all this money, all this time. I don't know what's happening, but God, I am not leaving Loma Linda without a blessing. Amen, Father. Yes. And I, I love this part because they're wrestling. They're in the, he's in the fight of his life. And I could picture it. <laughs> in boxing, there's something called the clinch. And you'll see boxers do this, literally. Usually when they're tired. You know when they literally, come here real quick. You literally, you, you, you see when they're doing this? <laughs> it's not because they like each other, okay? <laughs> this is called the clinch. And so the clinch literally is, they're tired. It's a strategy. And they're literally putting all their weight on the opponent, hoping to get some rest. <sighs> Boxing is 12 rounds. So I can only almost imagine Jacob here wrestling with God and clinching God and saying, God, I am tired of being tired. I am tired of sinning. I am tired of being a finesser. God, I am not going to let you go until you bless me. Amen, Father. Somebody put your weight on Jesus. Stop trying to hold it. Stop trying to do it yourself. Clinch, hold on to God's unchanging hand. He can take that weight. And I love this part. Watch this. You're fighting? And then he says, says this. I love this part. He says, what's your name? Now, this seems like a foolish question. 
This is God. God knows you even before you're in your mother's womb. Why would God be asking Jacob what Jacob's name is? He knows it, right? That's foolish. See, God wanted to know, are you going to keep it real with me? Or are you going to finesse? See, we're so, we're so used to playing the game, putting on masks, hiding. And God wanted to check, are you, are you really going to keep it real with me? I know who you are. And the reality is this, you can't hide from God. And I love this. You know, I'm from, uh, I'm from Toronto, and I remember growing up in, in, in the hood, and, and, and you know, they said, they, they said never, <laughs> never share your govy. Your govy is your government name, right? So I remember when some stuff used to go down. This is a true story. Forgive me, God. <laughs> true story. Something happened, and um, I was always taught the streets are cold. Never give your name. So a police officer came, excuse me, sir, what's your name? I said, O'Connor. O'Connor what? Brian O'Connor. All right, thank you. It, the guy who's like, Brian O'Connor has made a statement here. You know who Brian O'Connor is? Fast and Furious. <laughs> it was really bad. I'm not encouraging that. But never give your name, right? But I love this part. Jacob could have finessed, but he chose to keep it real with God. And I love God's response. God says, uh-uh. You may have came here as Jacob, but you're leaving as Israel. Amen. You may have came this weekend a finesser, trickster, deceiver, but God is saying you're leaving an overcomer. I'm giving you a new name. You're not the old person. I take old things, I make them new. You're leaving here a new person, changed, transformed, new name. I'm going to give you a new song. You are leaving renewed. I'm close with this. The story doesn't end there. Watch this. He says, he says to him, though, well, what's your name? And now, God, I love God. God does the whole, the whole don't share your gubby thing. God flips it. In the text, listen, it, he asks God his name. What's your name? There's radio silence. You would think God would say, well, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Yahweh. Do you know what God's response is? God does not share his name. God does. He acts, and the Bible says that when Jacob, Israel, asks him his name, he doesn't give a long resume. You know what he does? He blesses him. Amen. Come on, saints of God. Yes. I thought I would get an amen. Praise God, I see you. He doesn't give his resume. I am God of Isaac. He doesn't do that. You know what he does? He blesses him. You ever receive a blessing? You don't know who gave it to you, but at the end of the day, you say, this must be God. This has God's handprint all over it. We serve a God that doesn't ask permission to bless you. He doesn't give you no long talk. All he does is bless you. I love that. 
Because God knows exactly what we need. He doesn't, listen, God doesn't need to tell us who he is. He shows us. And I pray that this weekend God shows you who he is. That he's a God of blessing. He's a God of grace. That he's a God of mercy. Lastly, it's interesting because the Bible says that in the morning, in the morning, I love this part, the sun comes up. And I could picture Israel walking, limping, never to walk the same again. Because that's what God does. He puts his stamp on you. And when God gets finished with you, you will never be the same. Amen. Yes, Father. The sun comes up and he's walking. He's walking with a limp, but he ain't the same. He's walking a little bit funny, but he's not the same person anymore. And what I love about this imagery is this. I'm close right here. What I love about the imagery is this. the Bible says that the sun comes up in the morning. I love this part because trouble don't last forever. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And somebody's been crying themselves to sleep. Somebody has been struggling all this week, but I'm here to tell you that joy comes in the morning. As I close, watch this. My dentist said this to me when I left. I remember I was 10, I remember. My dentist said this to me. He said this. He said, Lyle, I know you're young. You probably not, won't get it all. You won't understand it. But take my foolish advice. The key for you now is now that you have this crack dealt with, the key is to keep the bond between you and your new teeth strong. He said this, he said this very quickly, he said this. The difficulty and challenge will be for you to make sure that you keep that bond strong. He said, be careful what it is that you put in your mouth. Because that will determine the strength of the bond. He said, he said this, he said, if you feel any more cracks or any roughness, don't be afraid to call the doctor. Oh man, Lord have mercy. I'm here to tell you this. If you feel something off, there is a physician by the name of Jesus. Amen. Let him know. Tell him all your problems. Go to him. Don't wait for it to break. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Night Church Podcast. We hope you've been blessed by this sermon. And if you have, maybe you can share this with a friend. If you'd like to stay in touch, you can follow us on social media at Praxis Ministry or come visit us in Loma Linda on a Friday evening. We'll see you in the next episode.